Welcome to Nice Minds, everybody. Today I am joined by an amazing individual, my friend DJ Hayes. How you doing, Hayes? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I am doing just fine considering this crazy year. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So I know you from IPR, uh, Institute of Production Recording. We were in, I think, a couple classes together, but I, Logic for sure. Mm-hmm. So we were in Logic Pro together, and I don't, but I don't think we really became homies until after IPR, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, like we knew each other. We've had conversations before, but we didn't. We started. We didn't really work together until after I was out of IPR, and that's, yeah, that's when true. I, I I filled in for uh, Nick Twist on a handful of your shows, and um, yep. yeah, we just kind of started kicking it that way. Actually, I've I heard about Nerdy through you. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, because I remember you. I remember I got on this house. I was the house DJ for CMJ's Get Out the Vote show. Okay. At uh, Honey. This is like two years ago now. Maybe yeah, three years ago. Probably. And uh, Nerdy was on the bill. He was the opener. And I remember talking to you like in the beginning before anybody started performing me like who is this guy because i know that you had booked him i think once previous to that yeah we, we did something. a track we did a track and i think i had put him on at least a show at that point yeah and you were like this cat's amazing you gotta check him out and then that was the that was the first show that him and i ever did together which kind of snowballed into us working together wow i had no idea that's crazy I mean, a lot of people tell me stories like that about how I introduced them to so-and-so. I mean, like, there's there's sort of babies that are born because I've introduced couples. Like, it's, <laughs> like I, I have that magic touch, my friend. I have that magic touch. I don't know why. But um, so I'm when I met you, you were a rapper, and your name was Rumor. And yeah. so tell me about your, your background in music. And I know you're, like, a multi-instrumentalist. You play saxophone. You're a beast with that. Uh, so, like, how did you get started with music? So my start with music was actually saxophone. I picked that up uh, in seventh grade. In sixth grade, I actually, the first instrument I ever learned was clarinet. I learned clarinet. I hated it because all I wanted to do was be in jazz band. And they let me be in jazz band, but I would just hide behind the trumpet parts. And I don't want to do that. I wanted to be one of those crazy dudes soloing all the time. So I had taught myself saxophone, like fell in love with jazz and blues, funk that way. At some point, my older brother was big when he was in college he was uh he was big into spoken word poetry um he was doing like national competitions and stuff i believe yeah he won one at one point and he wanted to like cross over into the hip-hop world and he knew that i was getting into music so he bought me when i was like 13 14 he bought me fl studio and that was kind of my transition into like recording and producing music so rapping just came shortly after that then well it actually came because nick hates when i my older brother nick hates when i (laughs) I put it like this but it really just kind of came because like when i started sending him beats he didn't like them or like i was still learning right so they weren't like good enough to like be used on like a professional level um and so then I just kind of went away and stopped sending him stuff for like six months and just started grinding at it, getting good at it. And then when I would send him stuff, um, he was, uh, he was still in school. So he was very busy. Um, so I would always get so impatient waiting for him to send me something back that I was like, why don't I just see what I would do with this? And I got into it and 
I wasn't bad. I wasn't bad. I'll say that. But um, it's, there was a, definitely a certain point in my career um, where I kind of had to prioritize like the things that I was better at. And that's kind of when DJing became like a full fledged thing for me. So that's what's up, man. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I, I've collaborated with you on numerous occasions, numerous ways. I mean, I put you on shows as a rapper. I think I've probably put you on shows as a DJ as well. Um, you were the only one that really put me on shows as a rapper. <laughs> At yeah, the time. I suppose. Yeah. I didn't do a lot I, of shows. I yeah. guess I didn't really think about it that way, but yeah. And then you also played saxophone on some stuff as well. So we, yeah, we collaborate mm-hmm. all over the place. Uh, so how has your transition into being a DJ been? I mean, was that like a smooth, natural transition for you or? I So I'd, I'd always, I've had uh, a set of turntables since I was like 16. But, and I'd always liked it. Like I always thought it was cool. I guess I should say like the DJs, those, those guys are cool. Like, but I didn't even really know what it was. Um, Cause when I first started, I was doing all local hip hop shows Cause I thought that's, that's what you did as a DJ is you did, yep. you know, you DJ for rappers, you did hip hop shows. Um, I was working at this restaurant out in Excelsior called Coalition with this girl named Billy who was childhood best friends with Bob Reno. Oh, and okay. so she, when she found out that I was like doing all that, she took me out to coup d'etat at the time when it was at that time, it was like uh, Bob Marino and uh, uh, Jimmy at a track at like every weekend together. Yep. And so she brought me out there to see that. And I went, I saw that and it was that first night where I was like, Whoa, <laughs> you can do this. It was like packed out. It was cracking. They were having a good time. They were killing it. And I was like, you could like, this is DJs can do this. Cause I don't, I grew up in small town, Wisconsin. So I don't right. come from an area where you ever see that. Yep. Um, that night was really what it was. I went back to that club every friday saturday night for like five or six weeks that's dope. to go to go see those guys and just like try and hang out or like i'd whatever i'll go grab you i'll grab them drinks from the bar i'll handle song requests for you so you don't have to deal with people yeah um and bob marino just kind of took me under his wing him and i started hanging out a lot and uh dude taught me everything he knew that's crazy so yeah because the, then you started rolling with the slip mats crowd and yeah, but i did that for a while all of a sudden, you know, my buddy Nemo and me and Nemo literally go back 18 years. I mean, we're high school friends mm-hmm. and he was the one of the first the, the first DJ that I ever performed with on stage. Like, I mean, I used to I was neighbors with him. So him and I like I would just I didn't have my license. So I would just walk over to his house and we'd roll to shows like so I really like cut my teeth with him as far as like going out in the local scene and doing stuff. So it's crazy. It's such a small world, man. It's, it's really crazy how you ended up rolling with them and, and then, yeah. uh, and then nerd D as well. Um, so you kind of already explained the whole nerd D thing, but it's, it's crazy to see, I mean, your guys growth over the last like year and a half, however long you've been working with him, like two years or whatever, I mean, it's two years now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just insane. And I mean, he is one of the dudes that like, I don't know if there's a better artist in Minnesota than him. Like literally like he is like (laughs) my, my favorite rapper here. Like he, I mean, bar none, like he is like, has the whole package has, you know, I mean, 
I don't, I don't want to be like biased or say that he's like, obviously like for me, I don't want to be biased and say um, he's definitely my favorite in Minnesota. And what I will say is I don't think there's anybody who works as hard as him. Yeah. I mean, for real. I, I, I don't, he is definitely the hardest working artist in Minneapolis yep. for sure. Yeah, for real. I mean, cause I met him online. I don't even remember if, if we got, I don't think we got introduced or anything. Uh, I think I just hit him up and I was like, Hey man, I, I, I love your voice. I love your sound. Uh, I would love to get you on this track or I had a couple tracks that I, I possibly wanted him on. And he's like, yeah, I'll kill both of them. I'm like, all right, sweet. And <laughs> this was like two years ago. And it was uh, this song, Be Free, that actually didn't end up getting finished until like last year. Um, and he came in, like, didn't didn't know any of us. And like, first time we met and just killed it, just bodied it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I was just like, I was getting goosebumps just watching him record. Yeah, and... that's just one of the, his performance is yeah. is the crazy that was always a crazy thing because ever since that show at honey when i saw it when i i backed his set for him and i was like yo like i like i honestly like i got like a like a feeling that i've never had before because i've never i've never done a show with someone who was like so he was so good like good like it was clear to me right away that he knew like exactly what sounds good and how to make that happen yeah um but be, even beyond that, his performance was so energetic and just kind of like, just like a wave of positivity that he would spread through the room. That was just something I had never uh, seen from an artist here before, which actually it led to me booking him at Bars and Brews a couple oh, months yeah. later. And it was after that show that he had hit me up to start DJing for him. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, like you said, he just radiates positivity. And I've, and he's just one of those dudes that, literally nobody can say a bad thing about him like i mean i've never heard anybody criticize him <laughs> ever like i have like I, I he's like hater proof he talks a lot of shit <laughs> i can say that i mean i mean i guess but him um, and i him and i have a running joke with each other that um uh when people ask is he really that nice <laughs> it's like nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah nah son i mean I, i've definitely seen like his posts and i've seen him get get it get pissed and i've seen him get passionate but but it's always rooted in good you yeah know, it's he's always a, rooted he's re- in positivity he's a really good dude um yeah. he's hands down he's definitely one of the best uh like just people all around like as far as like his moral guidelines mm-hmm. and how he sticks to those and how he treats other people yeah um there's definitely very few people like that out there i would say which is yeah, part of the, one of the things that attracted me to working with him for sure yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I mean, so th- this year has just been insane. I mean, obviously, like shows have been completely cut off, and mm-hmm. I mean, you guys really like hit it hard. Like when the when the George Floyd stuff happened, like you guys were just like out there, like helping people left and right. And so, talk about that a little bit. I mean, so you guys started like a crew of like um, like aid for people getting hurt, right? Yeah, so the way all that really started was uh, Matt was out there the first two nights with his fiance. Um, I didn't know that he, I should have probably figured he was going out there. I didn't know he was going out there. But the first night was like him, um, our friend Deshan, who now kind of handles the day to day 
for Justice Frontline Aid um, and his fiance. Well, the target was on fire and everybody's losing their minds. They're running around this parking lot from this abandoned first aid station somebody left trying to help people. Yeah. Um, then it be, kind of came a point for me where at the time I was very um, – I really wanted to be out there. I really wanted to uh, support the community and just be a part of like holding it down. You know, mm -hmm. like I don't stand for any of that either. Um, the first couple of nights, I think I was on, pro I'm still on probation. And so that was like a big thing for me. But after that, I was like, you know, like I can't, I can't let my dude go out there and do this alone. For real. It was like the first first big thing for me. So then I started helping the day to day. We started, a. um, it kind of turned into like a distribution center. Almost. We, uh, at modest where we just set up at modest and we just started taking donations, um, of anything like day to day, personal hygiene products, uh, non-perishable foods, anything we could do to help the people for, for these, you know, grocery stores were burned down in these communities, um, that kind of stuff. But we just kind of, we started getting so much, that it was to the point that we started, um, we started just started getting like a couple of trucks a day and just having trucks drive around and drop off at all these uh, pickup centers in these communities. So it just kind of turned into like a, like a central location for us. And then we were organizing um, medical teams at night to be at these protests. Cause it was clear to us that, I mean, the police were out there fucking people up fucking people up like hurting like almost yeah. killing people and not yeah. not giving a shit if you sent if, if you call 911 the, they're either gonna hang up on you or tell you no yep um like if you get stabbed out there if somebody's not there to help you you're probably gonna die yep and that was like very clear to us and so we were like okay well we need to if nobody else is gonna figure out how to do this and we need to figure out how to do this yeah um, Definitely. so it was just, just kind of like a snap decision like yo we got the pull we got the reach to get people on board like we got to do something yeah you know it was it was, was just, crazy, it was kind of like a no-brainer decision yeah for real i mean i just i personally i wanted to be out there but i work at a group home full-time so uh i was very much like uh, i i was torn and mm -hmm. so, so, I mean, I, I just donated all I could and like, whatever, like anybody was like, you know, if, however I could support in from the a distance, you know, I did. And, but you guys were like, I just commend you guys for all the work that you guys did. I mean, it was just, it was very honorable and I, I really appreciate it. And, um, it was crazy. I mean, you guys got arrested on Facebook live. Like that and, was and CNN. We found out oh, later. Was it on CNN too? We had a fan send a fan sent Matt a picture off their TV of us on CNN <laughs> the next morning, and we were like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Not necessarily how we wanted to get on national news, but yeah, at least we're on national news. But I mean, bro, like I cried when I saw that. I mean, that was crazy because, like, just the whole scene. I mean, you guys were at the Capitol, and you know everybody was singing what was it lean on me was it yeah so there were about 45 anywhere from 45 to 60 people i'd say there um in total yeah and they came in with like 150 cops 
holy shit and surrounded the whole area and these people are, these people are them. sitting in the grass holding hands singing yep. and they come in shoving people over knocking people over holding them down zip tying them um matt and i were uh, around the perimeter we had a uh, we had two other people with her as well uh matt's fiance sarah her younger sister tori uh was there and uh just sarah Holmes, who works with JFA, was there, and we kind of had like a diagonal stretch set up towards like what seemed to be like the best exit for everybody. Because as these things happen, people get hurt as they're running away. Oh yeah. And so we create a line back towards what we feel like is the best possible exit. Um, so as people run, we can fall back and keep helping people all the way out. Um. But we all got yeah, we all got arrested. They all they came in and they they uh they corralled us, they got us. We knew we were gonna get arrested walking in. Oh, for sure. I believe it. We were walking because you know, I I don't know if you've ever been like up to the Capitol, but when you come down through St. Paul, they got like those three bridges. Yep. That cut just, over the highway there. I used to drive by it all the time on my way to work, but there, there were National Guard vehicles blocking every single bridge. And when we were walking in, one of the National Guard guys was like you guys want some water? <laughs> like knowing like y'all are about to get fucked up. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but we walked in and we were like, yeah, we're probably getting arrested tonight, but we're not going to let people be out here and not safe for real. So yeah. that was crazy. We didn't give, we didn't give a shit. Um, I was, when we actually got arrested, I was, first of all, I was very mad that I was getting arrested. For just sure. being outside yeah um second of all i was a little worried i remember when we were standing in line um in the parking garage at the jail well they're checking our bags before we go in i i remember i told matt i was like dude if they don't let me out of here like call my my girlfriend at the time worked for a defense firm oh, wow. um, so i was like i was like call her because i was on probation and i didn't know if they were gonna try and violate me for this or you know oh yeah so but it's one of those things where it's um, we we stepped up uh, initially to help people, and we weren't gonna we weren't gonna stop. We weren't gonna let them scare us. Right. Yeah. I mean that that was that was chilling, man. I mean I I remember just watching it, and I mean not 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 only were like you guys singing pretty much like the whole time, uh, just just the the scene of it and like the the way that the cops surrounded you guys. I mean it was like. I, I like I I bawled. I probably just was like crying my ass off, man. Like it was crazy. It was like, very aggressive for sure. Yeah, dude. I mean, fuck the way the police treated people this year. I mean, and every year, but like just fuck the police, man. Like that. That for shit sure. Absolutely. Like, fuck the police, man. Like fuck. Yeah. Like, I for real, man. I mean, if if anything, it just like 2020 just amplified it and proved what I've been thinking and feeling all along yeah yeah i think for a lot of people it really it really brought it home yeah you know i mean this 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 shit's been happening especially in this city we have one oh, of the worst police departments sure. when it comes to this type of behavior um but for a long time i feel like you didn't know unless you looked and a lot yep. of people didn't want a lot of people didn't want to look yep. but now you can't not see it yeah, and i think can't. Like, even though it, 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 like, the way they reacted to protests, the way they, um, 
the way they handled all these situations in such a violent way yep it is shitty for sure but i think the silver lining in it is that a lot more people can't not look yep can't look away and whether it's... that whether that means you either like fuck these protesters or fuck the police either way we know where you stand yep and that was a big part of this year for everybody i'm sure with yeah. you with anybody um especially with the way social media is used to voice yep. your opinions these days there's a lot of people out here that you thought you were homies with that have some yeah. very interesting takes <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean this is definitely i mean i've done like I've recorded probably like six or seven of these so far and we haven't gotten this deep about this stuff, but the, the thing that does keep coming up, whether it's about the music industry or that, that stuff in general is this year has been a big purging year. It's like all the bullshit is just, that's always been there is just coming up to the surface and we, we just get like a good view of it and Mm -hmm. we get to kind of pick and choose now who we still want to fuck with and, um yeah 2020 is not the year to be fucking up because everybody's got time yep everybody's got it'll drag you yep they will drag you straight up so many people have gotten dragged this year i mean for well deserved too well deserved um so as far as like i mean i i asked this with everybody but what do you see happening going forward in like 2021 and beyond like whether it be like the music industry or um you know these protests and stuff i mean do you think that this year will be a huge turning point and change i really hope so yeah me too i like i really i really want to feel hopeful about it yeah um but then like the reality half of my brain is like, it's, it's never changed before. Right. You know, I think, I don't think anything. uh, So as far as what we were just, the topic we were just talking about with the police and all that, that's not going to change in a year. I know that as far as the music industry goes, I think some things are going to shift and I'm not exactly sure what it is. Yep. I think about this every day. Me too. Because I really would like to get, on top of it if i can yeah you know be the first one to figure it out but i think there's gonna be i don't think so i don't think live streaming is gonna go away um there's a lot of like virtual reality tech and opportunities that i've been seeing oh yeah um that are gonna be a big thing i can't really get too much into that right now but uh um that's gonna be a big thing i think that the whole internet age of performing is not gonna just go away right because i think especially like so let's say this summer summer of 2021 they open everything up back to normal right um there's still gonna be a lot of people that don't feel comfortable and safe in those kind of environments yeah um which is i 100 percent get that's fair yeah i don't know that i will right you know um so i think i think it's gonna be i think this internet market with the live stream is going to somehow kind of open a new niche for people in the industry. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly how that's going to play out, but um, trying yeah. to be ready for all of it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think this is a year that's going to change everything and it's going to be really interesting to see what, 
what happens going forward, whether positive or negative. But I hope that I, I and also I'm I've mentioned this a lot. I think it's definitely given people a chance to take a look around and to kind of see who's out there and um, who's doing what. Because I think a lot of people missed out. Oh yeah, I, a lot of a lot of the looking around. A lot of artists this year kind of just. I feel like they didn't. A lot of people didn't try. I feel, yeah. which is understandable. It's understandable that like it's very easy to fall when something like this comes out of nowhere. Yep. And you've been bust, busting your ass. Yep. For the last three years to get away from where you are now to try and move up higher. Yep. And this comes out of nowhere and it's out of your control. That's the worst. For real. Um. And I think a lot of people got like demotivated by it. Yeah. And just a lot of people, a lot of people sat at home feeling bad for themselves. Yep. Yeah. There, I mean, um, at, at the start of it, it kind of sucks. I would have liked to see more people try, you know? Yeah, I definitely, at the start of it, that's kind of how I was feeling. I mean, I was like, okay, what do I do? You know, because I'm, I like, I'm like, okay, I have to social distance cause I work at a group home and you know, for a lot of reasons. Um, but how do I still do what I do? And that's why I started the sample pack endeavor and you know we've been doing that which stuff. was tight yeah thank you man yeah we we've been killing it with that and then i kind of i shut down the way that nice entertainment was kind of laid out so it's not really a crew of artists anymore it's just gonna go forward as my personal brand and i'm gonna do things like this like with this podcast and the sample packs and my beat selling and just different things going forward that where you know i'm not booking shows and I'm not, I don't have a studio really, mm-hmm. um, to record artists. So it doesn't really make sense to run it as like a crew or a label anymore. So it's definitely one of those years that, uh, is a turning point for sure. Yeah. You got to really, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you got to hustle. Yep. Like everybody, this level, this put everybody, it doesn't matter whether you were on top of the city or on the bottom of the pile. This put everybody at the same level. Yep. This is like a do-over it year for, the, for everyone. The playing field for it, real. It, anybody could have come out and just killed that shit. Yep. Out of nowhere. Yep. And been the shit coming into 2021. If they reopened stuff this summer, they could have been on top. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you got to – It's we panicked. <laughs> we, we lost all of our, our shit. March 14th was the day – that like everything was like finalized that we're all shutting down because mm-hmm. um, it was going to be that that was a Friday it was going to be Monday that Sunday we were scheduled to be the, the feature artist for the the Minnesota United home opener damn and so we were like super jazzed like yeah that's a lot of people um so that got canceled on Friday our whole year basically got canceled that day wow and we were like holy shit like what do we do there was a lot of freaking out yeah and then going away from each other and then a phone call that day where we booked live streams when we started yeah, the minnesota I remember that. Yeah. artist relief that day before the end of that day we booked a whole week of live streams we we, we got uh, two at matt's house one at my house and then one in a studio my, at my buddy's studio, we just set the whole thing up. We booked artists that we could pay via donations because we were like, nah. Because, like, the last thing we did was 
play a sold out first half main room. Yep. I forgot about like that. We were, yeah. we were about, we were like that. We, we did it. Like we achieved a goal that neither of us knew if we would ever be able to achieve. Yep. We were at the point where you had to set a new top goal. So we were like, 2020 is going to be the shit. Um, so at that moment on that day, we were like, no, we absolutely refuse to just lay down and die. Fuck. Yeah. For real. <laughs> like, and the, that year leading up to that was like some of the worst, at least financial times that him and I have had. Um, we took a lot of risks and not oh, all yeah. of them paid off. Yeah. Not all of them paid off. So we were like, nah, we're already here. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we're, we're not scared. We been broke. <laughs> like We're yep. not scared for real. So that's dope, man. I mean, yeah, you guys have been killing it, man. It's been so dope to see you guys um, out there. I mean, just like with all that ways you guys have been helping the community and musically, I mean, you guys are definitely just still out there and it's, I mean, I, I, I couldn't be happier for you guys. And it's just been really admirable. I mean, like I, I see you guys and, uh, Brandon Pulfus too is another dude that like really killed it this year too. That dude is the homie. Yeah. For real. So like right at the beginning of 2020, I'd already knew dude be- through doing shows with him and Matt. Yep. But right at the beginning of 2020, when I was still living in Richfield, he moved into my apartment building. Really? So he lived in he lived in the unit right above me. Crazy. And so we kicked it all the time, and we worked with him. I've been m- working on some music with him. That's dope. Um, that cat is much. You can listen to anything he does, and you can you can set a level that you think he's at. But yep. I promise you, he's he's better. Yep. If I would, if that guy knew what he was walking into, I would put him like if he had time to prepare, I'd put him up against any lyricist in the Twin Cities right I, now. I agree. And he'll body him. I agree, and I really, I mean, I've known him for probably like maybe a year and a half now, two years. Um, twenty nineteen, uh, I think was like kind of when we started working together. No, I put him on a show. I didn't even really know him. I put him on a show, and it was. It was two years ago this month because because um, I remember uh, I think it was our Christmas show. And I think we put uh, I think Nerdy was on that, too. I don't know if you ended up DJing that show or not, but um, I want to say Brandon and, uh, and Matt ended up doing that show. And, you know, I had met him and I, and I kind of liked his stuff. And um, he happened to work with my brother at the time, I guess. So, like, we had that uh, weird connection. Oh, and uh, last year. Last year was like the worst year of my life. Um, so it was just like a shit show left and right. But I got him in the studio and and we were like, he was like, man, like I like the way you engineer. And he's like, well, I might want to come back and start doing more. And then like I I slept on his track for a while because like my, my personal life was just a mess. But he ended up like doing all this big shit and it's just been dope to see him like grow, you know? Yeah, it's – um. Yeah, he did a he did a feature on the thirty eighth record, um, Black Kid White Town. Yeah, which video just dropped yesterday. Oh yeah, dude, dope. plug that. Yeah, hell yeah. You mixed that right, or did you record and mix it? I recorded and mixed that and mastered that whole record. Oh dope, man! You did a fucking fantastic yeah. job on that, man. Like that's, I appreciate it. That's some of your best. I was best work as an engineer. That, that is my best work. Yeah, for sure, hands down. Yeah, I I remember when that was done. I was listening through it, uh, with my brother in his car. At the time, I didn't have a car, so I was using my brother at a car test. And uh, I was like, yo, 
Yeah. I like I killed it on this. Yeah, I don't even did. know what I did. You did. <laughs> For real. I was like, damn, Ryan mixed this? Holy shit. Like you you guys killed that record, man. And you're good. Uh, we got the part two coming yeah, out I heard on the tw- December 26th, Chicago right? Avenue. Yep. Nice. And uh Brandon Paulfus is on that one as well. Sweet. We gave him uh we gave we gave him uh we gave him a little bit longer of a feature. He uh he killed it. That's what's so up. Is I'm it excited an- for everybody to hear it. It's another full length? Yeah, it's another I think it's, it's ten tracks, eleven with an outro. Oh, okay. Yeah, by by the time this comes out it'll be already out. So everybody needs oh, to perfect. go needs to go check that out. They do need to go check that out. Hell yeah. That's and look up about. Brandon Paulfis because he's the shit. And look up Brandon Paulfis as well. <laughs> Who else? Um, I mean, anybody else that uh, we should kind of look at uh, like in 2021 and beyond besides those two? I know that Dwynell Rowland is making a comeback right oh, now. Oh, for real. Um, him and I got in the studio together um, a handful of weeks ago. Um, he's actually – we got a single drop in together on the 28th. Um, so next Monday, that's what's actually, so, which is fire. And it's something I've never heard from him before. So I'm excited. You, you produced it. You, did you engineer it and produce it and all that? Yep. Nice. Cause yeah, you, you've done beats for him in the past. Uh, I did one for him in the past. Okay. Um, I did his, his track gunfight. Nice. I did in the past when I was still going under the name rumor. Yeah. I remember that. Hell Yeah. He only comes to me for bangers. Yeah. <laughs> dude, and you and you crank out beats, dude, and like your your stuff bangs too. And Oh, I appreciate that. You're one of the most talented cats that I've had the privilege of working with, man, and I appreciate you coming on this podcast and for just being the homie, man. Of course, man. I appreciate you. That's very nice. Hell yeah. Thank you again, man, and I will talk to you soon. Yeah, of course. No problem, man. You have a good day. You too, man. Peace.